I'm well, sure you'll come correct. Oh, I'm loaded up. I'm sort of like pre, yeah. pre. You like pre, that expression? What? Let me save you from not being able to finish that thought. <laughs> Thank you. Do you like that expression? What was it again? Come correct. Come yeah, correct. Come correct. I've I don't know that. that. What is that? What do you mean you don't know? I that? don't know that. I'll come correct. Oh, Jesus what does that mean? Tell me what that means. Jesus Will you talk to me? Talk I think, to me. Well, no, look. What does it mean? Can I have a second <laughs> to gather my thoughts? Huh. Come correct. How do you not know what come correct means? I don't. I'm. I'm. I'm trying to. Trying you to can extrapolate. Extrapolate You're the meaning. Enough. Yes, I'm going to come correct. I'm going to be prepared. In That's other words, right. I am on top of my shit. My shit is on fleek. So what's the? I am on point. What is the? I come correct. What is the? That's how I think about you, and yet you have no idea what that means. What is the? I'm just going to keep saying that and I'm waiting for you to interrupt me. But what is the uh, origin of come correct? Oh. Um, <laughs> Certainly, my first experience with it was hip hop, some hip hop records. Okay, well, that's why Back I don't know day, it. I can't believe correct. you would say. Yeah, yeah. You say, I'm so surprised you don't know this hip hop reference, it, but no. Wine Gardener. But now there's 50 year old housewives saying "come correct," like it's, it's come full circle. There's, there's no reason you need to know the origin to have heard it at this point, okay. motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's the first I've Shit, heard it. You don't come correct. I, you I know I do. You know I like to be prepared. We just went through this for like an hour. <laughs> How dare you say that I don't come correct? I, you know I like being prepared. I don't I like, know how that differs like from coming no, correct, no, but I like the, to be you're prepared. You're right on the money, baby. So there you go. You're on the money. You come correct. Yeah. That's what I said about you to start the episode. And then you derailed it by being so white, so pasty white guy. Uh, it's, it's, it's tragic, isn't it? No, it's, it's just a tragedy. I mean, it's who you are. I can't and believe I you have to work with I want to love who me. you are. Oh, thank you. But you make it so hard. <laughs> That's my job. No, it is. That is how you see yourself, isn't it? To make yourself difficult for people to love. No, that's a, no, it's that's a very facade. Clear. Very clear. It's a facade. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Of course it is. I want to be loved, and I don't. I don't perceive that I make it hard for me to love. I think I just have. <laughs> I think I just have um, defense mechanisms, like we all do. You know what I mean? I have, I have, I'm very, very sensitive. And Saddest, most adorable thing I've ever heard. It was very far as Gumpian. Thank you. I'm very sensitive. I I'm know very what easily. Love is. <laughs> Jenny, I don't think I make it very difficult for people to love me. That's fantastic. Thank you. You know, it's the best. Please, can, do, can you make your point, though? Maybe? I don't know that I can oh, anymore, sorry. but I'll try. My apologies. No, that, that I, yeah, I'm very, I'm easily hurt. You know what I mean? I have very delicate uh, sensibilities or whatever. So I think I put up, you know, as we all do, we, no, yeah. we put up certain, no, yeah, there was you know, a facades. Text to, exchange we had that you, boy, to, to make ourselves protected from. Through the roof. <laughs> My? Well, maybe both of ours. Probably. Yeah. You know, well, we said this a long time ago when we started this podcast was we were going to learn a lot about ourselves and about each other. Yeah. And, it's, you know, and, you know, it's going to it's going to push the friendship. We're going to watch this movie a minute at a time. It's going to take, you know, if you listened to all of these episodes back to back, it would take you two years probably to get through the whole movie. Stop it. No, that's true. You could burn you could burn five episodes oh, that's of true. this no, in a day. I was thinking if you listen to them once a week. Oh, sure. 
as we're going to oh, be yeah, releasing well them over once a week. Year, it's going to take like yeah, two yeah, years yeah. To, yeah, to, for us to release them on a weekly schedule. Yeah, we should <laughs> so really we might maybe bump, bump that, up. that up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that sounds horrific. Because, yeah, because people may die during <laughs> the course who are listeners. They may never get to the end people, of the thing, we, no, yeah. which would be tragic. And we don't want it to feel like people are carrying a boulder up the up the hill. That, yeah, it, it shouldn't feel Sisyphean. No, Sisyphusian. Thank you. Yeah, I'm here for you, buddy. I appreciate that. I didn't come correct with my Greek mythology today. Oh, boy. Well, here we are. You say come correct as a compliment, and you think, well, what's the worst that could happen if I say he comes correct? And then you find out. That's what you bring to the table. The worst. The worst. Here we are. <laughs> this is the Glengarry Glen Ross Minute. Hey, welcome, everybody. I'm Matt. And I'm Two Dubs. Two Dubs. I love Two Dubs. I have to keep saying it's Two Dubs because good. I think it's good. It's pretty good. A.K.A. William Weingartner. Billy Dubs is what I always called you. Yeah, but you But then we found, we found Two Dubs. Yeah, we created but Two I Dubs. But I don't think of you as a William. That's why. Oh. But I, I, I... You like to think of yourself as a William. No. I write, see, I write William, but I say Bill. So if I'm like Handshake. writing my name... Put, put her in the old vice. That's Bill. You're shaking hands with somebody. I'm Bill. Exactly. B- Billy Weingartner. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You're never Billy. Just Bill. Yeah, Bill. And then, but then when you write it out, yeah, I written usually... by William Weingartner. Precisely. Yeah. What does that say about pretentious. me? Pretentious. Yeah. What does that say about me in, 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 in the old noggin? I'm Is telling it pretentious? you. Pretentious. Yeah. 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 Why, no, you, I, I think why is that pretentious? I think because I, I think William Weingartner. It's long. Yeah. Why do you want to put people through the syllabic workout? And then also, maybe you could just be Bill. If you think of yourself as Bill to a man, maybe you're Bill on the page too. Maybe take some of the pressure off yourself to be fancy. To be William. To be fancy William. And I'm trying to have a talk with William one of these days. (laughs) He only comes out certain times of the day. Oh, don't worry. You can just shoot yourself in the head and rid yourself. (laughs) Let's not go down that that path again. Fucking fight club bullshit. Oh, God. Here we go. Come on. Let's leave it. Anyway. Let's just leave it. Should we get to the minute? Yeah. So this is, yeah. So we did that already. Okay. Yeah. So we're going to watch the minute. There's no minute in that movie superior to the worst minute in this movie. Can't. Fight club could not hold Glengarry's jock (laughs) in the locker room. You're a ball boy, Fight Club. You're nothing. <laughs> Are we watching the let's, minute? Let's watch the minute. Here we go. Take my advice and fire your fucking ass because a loser is a loser. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mr. Alec Baldwin, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of his glorious speech. It's clo- he has another little bit, right? But there's, No, I think that's it. I mean, it just in the first 10 seconds of the next minute is all I mean. But he, it's just him exiting. It's just him exiting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's still. I mean, Baldwin brings a lot to the exit. Let's not. <laughs> yeah. Well, Come on. Well, well, yeah. He, we we may no, bring him up in the background. We can finally rid ourselves of the of the blaking. We've been blaked. Yeah. Boy, thoroughly, have we thoroughly blaked. We and we all feel blaked. And yeah. as he's wrapping it up, you know, I think there's a sense of relief in the room, as he's saying. Yes. And to answer your question, pal. I mean that's and relief and also doom. Like they, I'm sure they all feel like, well, now what do we do? <laughs> you know, like yes. what am I supposed to do now? Third prize is you're fired. You just broke me down There's and made me feel here. like the worst salesman ever in the whole wide world. And now you want me to go out and sell? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. No, go get on a sit. Um. So this let's let's rewind our brains back to the beginning you, of this. You rewind our brains. 
So at the beginning of this, right, we come in, and I was wrong in the previous minute when I said that was the climax, like the the brass balls. I mean, emotionally, it kind of is when he yells, "Get mad!" and he brings out the brass balls. That's kind of the emotional. We're all going to have different emotional reactions to the balls. Yes. Yeah. But this, when he actually brings out the leads, reaches into his briefcase well, and that brings is, out the actual that's leads, the coup that's de gras. the yeah, the exactly. coup de gras. That's the moment we've been waiting for. And, that's and all the, been building uh, to that. Th- these are the good leads. These are the Glengarry leads. And to you, and to you, they're gold. They're gold, and you don't get them. It's like a song. It really. <laughs> I is. love the way he goes. On the and and the little gesture, you know, yep. he's holding them like a the platter, right. like a platter of <laughs> like something a precious, very delicious. You know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. A ring bearer, like the ark uh, of the covenant. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. They're just like. And to you, they're gold, and you don't get. Them. And, and the, he pulls them back, and they're they're red. <laughs> we, we should notice the red and blue thing. The you, leads are red. We I, talked about that before. They're pink, though. Pink, are they not yeah. pink? Yeah, but yeah. a shade so of red. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. And wrapped in a gold yes, uh, thread or whatever it presented is, presented you know? as as a gift. Yes, they do look like. But a gift. you can't have them. No, you cannot have them. <laughs> you cannot have the gift. <laughs> uh, and Such he, a and, dick. And he's, you know, again, it's he's underplays this moment because it's it's full of. Um, you know, sort of power and and stuff, but he's not yelling at them now. This he's just speaking in a very no, he's, low, yeah, he's pulled quiet it, yeah, voice. He's, he's pulled it way down. The so the, so going. we're like leaning in yeah, to find out what yes. this is all about now. Yes, Alec, really sucking us in. And yes, Wait, the one thing I noticed in? about this too—that's so Freudian. Yeah, the one thing I noticed about this too when he pulls <laughs> the leads out is you said sucking us in. <laughs> That's so Freudian, and you were like, yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Back to the leads. You know I'm not listening to you. <laughs> I know that you don't listen. You don't listen. You kid. You don't. You're just like yeah, yeah. Strategy. <laughs> anyway, back to my point, Matt. What anyway, were you going to point out? Back to my point, Matt. Yes. Is you know Arano, if you notice, can't even face him. Like he's sitting sideways at his desk. Like he can't even face this. He cannot face the music. It's so hard for him. To take this, he can't even like. Look I called at the it guy. a song, and you said he can't face the music. It's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Brilliant. This is why we do this. I wish I had heard you say that. The, well, no, you heard me when I when he said. <laughs> yeah, well, but I wasn't listening. That's my you, point. They're gold. I was making and a joke. You, yeah, no, because you don't listen. <laughs> I don't think it's funny. I guess is what. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. No, it hurts. No, I liked your because I. Don't be hurt. <laughs> Not now. Not in the middle of minute thirteen of the Glen Larry Glenn Ross. This minute. is minute thirteen. Yeah. Thank you for pointing that out. You're welcome negligent in my duties oh no no please i share in the in yeah, all that's the what i thought that's why i said it that's what i thought so anyway he brings out the leads the other thing i love after he says and to you they're gold and to and you, you don't, don't get them, them. Yeah. the next line i think is so intricately written as well oh really because i'm still chubby from the last line <laughs> Because he says, what is this one? Because to give them to you right. is just yes, throwing, throwing them away. Them away. And it's the it's so the, good. It, the 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 different verb tenses in that sentence. Because every time I hear, like when he starts to say it, I want to say, because giving them to you would be, would throwing, be like them away. throwing them away. Right. Yeah. But he says, but to give them to you, would which be. is a, which is a future tense. Yes. Whereas when I say it, it's like a present tense. If like I a, had give them, given them to you. Exactly. Like yeah. the, the choice of verb tense, I think, is really telling in this. Yeah. And it's one of those instances we talked about before where Mamet chooses like uh, really um, 
precise language yeah. for guys who probably wouldn't use such precise language. Yeah. But it works. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And again, he's I think he's too too fucking smart to keep it out of his characters. Yeah. He just wants them to say cool, smart sounding shit. <laughs> and they do. Ooh! Quote corner? Oh yeah, where's quote? quote? I forgot about quote corner. Oh my quote gosh, corner. that's horrible. Hold on. Hold on. We have to have quote corner. Oh, just kick that mic stand. No worries. Could you, could you cover for me? <laughs> you know, right, we love your partner, the man who is your partner. Who's that? The, the guy. Uh, you're an asshole. <laughs> quote corner. This is uh, okay. this was a quote I wanted to, like seven episodes ago. We were talking about uh, what what I think Dave did to the script. Yes. Post play to make it movie ready, and what you think Dave did to the script, right? Uh, and I, your your opinion was he just wrote this monologue and handed it to them and said, "Here, fuckers, yeah, give me I some think, money." I think maybe he probably took it took a week, d- dug it out, reread it, wrote a monologue because Alec Baldwin covered a check at a restaurant. Some place, some shit. Do you want to talk about that now, or do you? Well, not? do you want to do quote corner first, or do we want to go now well, that you brought that up? Well, do we first of all, there? I think your story is a no story. I think I've told you about it. it was just, it's just people <laughs> trying to get some clicks on some shit on the internet, but we can talk about it. Well, let's talk about it real quick since since it's come up now. <laughs> so I found this thing on the internet that said, you know, how Alec Baldwin got the part in Glengarry Glen Ross, and apparently he years before. Uh, this movie was ever a, a glimmer in James Foley's eye or anybody else. He was out to dinner with with Mamet, and Mamet forgot his wallet, and so Alec Baldwin paid for their dinner. And Mamet said, I'll pay you back for that sometime. Right. And when they were making this into a movie, uh, Baldwin said, I want to be in the movie. And but ha- how did he say it, you think? He said, I want to be in the movie. Yeah, but how do you think he said it? I think it sounded when he said it. I want to be in the movie. <laughs> you do it. Thanks, pal. You can do a better no, Baldwin. No, no. Way to yes and the whole situation. No, you do it. That's good stuff. You do it. You can do it, I can't too. Do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. Uh, I can't do it. What is this? Performance I don't like being anxiety? put on. Yeah, I don't like being what put on the spot. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's okay. No, let's, let's move do it. on. Well, I was asking you to do okay. it. Okay. He said, uh, he said, see, I can't do it. <laughs> Because for some reason, I didn't want to do Pacino instead of Bond. I want to be in the movie. <laughs> That's pretty good. Was that good? I like it. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, I want to be in the movie. And remember that time you welched on the check. Right. And so this thing on the internet was suggesting that like yes. David Mamet wrote this monologue because, because he forgot his wallet at dinner, which I don't think is true. No, absolutely not. And I think probably, Click you know. Bait. Yeah, exactly. Clickbait. Yeah. And probably this whole thing was written and, and Mamet called him up and was like, you know, hey, I, I got a part for you in the in the in the movie. Right. You know? Right. And offered him the role or whatever. Which is perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. It was perfect. It's nice to think of them having dinner though, like way before yeah. they started what working do th- together. Do you think right? they were working on something else? I don't know. It's a good question. I was he in this a is, play? This is my first recollection of him being in a Mamet movie. Any Mamet, yeah, yeah. Right? And he's yeah. been in others, of course. Sure. Uh, State Maine and State the Maine Edge. famously, The Edge yeah. also famously. Um, so, but I I don't remember him any earlier than no, this me being neither. A Mammoth, Mammoth and yet film. he is kind of a mammoth guy now. You have he is to, yeah. You're right. Yeah. So I I do like the idea of them being friends though. I think that's an, a fun thought of them sitting at dinner. You know, sure. shooting the breeze. Sure. I think Dave's probably a great friend. Yeah, I, I, I imagine he he's very loyal. Friends. He's probably loyal and yep. thoughtful and and sort of connecting with who you are as a person because right. that's his job right uh yeah 
He likes he likes things that are darling. He's got. I, I imagine he's his like garage is full of all sorts of weird stuff because he likes like handcrafted things, like sure. things that were made sure. with a purpose by someone's hand. Yeah. Like he likes guns because in the he old timey guns. guns that yeah, were made no, with like you know guns. by a person's hand and carved and all that stuff. Yeah, he's probably got some some carcasses. <laughs> I would imagine. He's got, you know, like any man. Yeah, right. He's got a carcass or two hanging in the garage. Maybe a mounted deer head. Oh, I several. don't know. He's yeah, a big hunter, knows. right? Yeah, yeah. All right, so are we ready for Poke Corner now? Paraphernalia. Yeah, he could see him playing poker. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Is, have you not read? He's a oh, he loves poker? master post poker player. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has this one essay, and I think it's in Some Freaks, that uh, the compilation of essays. It's called uh, Seven Hours. Seven Perfect Hours of Poker on the Hill, where he talks about his weekly games for his whole life and, and what it's like to play poker and what he gets out of it. And it's kind of a beautiful essay. And I don't know. How do you feel about poker and those kinds of things? I've never been like a play poker with the guy's guy. Yeah. Here's the thing about it. If you were... it. I know that poker players nor D&D players would cop to, to this, but it's the same goddamn thing. Yeah. You want... You want to sort of commiserate with your pals. You want something to do while you do it. You want something that might take a little while. Right. Because let me work up to the fact that my wife is just grinding my balls. <laughs> I don't want to get right into that, but I do want to talk to you guys about it. And let's sit here for three hours and get drunk first. I think that's poker. That's D&D. That's whatever you do with a buddy. Mm-hmm. That's podcasting. Could be. You know, I mean, in today's day and age, it's total that's podcasting true. is the new poker. <laughs> you know what I don't like about guys sitting around playing poker together? Lay it on me. I don't like the idea of me taking, if it's like a money thing, right? If it's not pennies or like chips, like if I'm taking money from my buddy, and I know there are people who do this, who sit around and play with it and they, everybody puts in 40 bucks or yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. And they play Why for money. Why else would you play? Well, that's my point. I don't like the idea of playing a game and taking my friend's money and then him going home without his money. Going thing. You home. know what I mean? Like, and I, going home without the money. <laughs> I tell you, I love my friend going home broke. I love that. See, That's I don't the like best that. thing ever. No, I'd be like, let's let's divide the money back up hey, the way it I was when we walked in. <laughs> well, so we no, all start okay, fresh again next but week. There are people that play with bottle caps or I mean, yeah, that I'm cool obviously with. Obviously not bottle caps, but things like that. Yeah, that know? I'm cool with. Yeah, because I think it's I, I, yeah I, I would feel as if I'd taken advantage of my friends if I was like, hey, I just got eighty five bucks from Joe and you know. <laughs> Mickey. I don't want to come off as a big gambler, but I, you know, I used to go to Atlantic City pretty regularly and I do like card games. Um, and I would love to take my friends off their money. I think that's part of the fun. I really do. Well, the the idea being that like this week you're going to take yeah, them exactly. and next week they're and going to take the you. Of a year, right, it all evens out all, over the long right, haul. We all go home broke sometimes. Yeah, I can't play that long game. And how did your lady feel about you coming home broke and how did my lady feel about it? And right. I don't play that long game. I'm like, you know, I just got <laughs> jobbed by my guys who say they're my friends i don't feel so good about this you guys aren't my friends right you took my money because that's because i would lose at poker that would be i think I why don't i don't do i it. think if you applied yourself you'd be a damn fine poker player but i just don't think you see value in it yeah no i don't and think that's i fine. do yeah. that, and that's fine but i'm not i wouldn't again here's like my 10th compliment versus <laughs> i think you'd be a great poker player i think i think your whole oeuvre is that you this self-confidence is your thing that I lack self-confidence? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's buoy that. And then all these things come to fruition. <laughs> You're a good poker player. 
You're, you're an easy guy to work with. So there's a there's a Tyler Durden in here just bursting, waiting to get out, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So just get a firearm, <laughs> point it under your chin. Shoot myself in the face. And then live happily ever after. Done. I think that's how it works. Okay. <laughs> Can we go to Cool Corner now? I'm ready to get in the corner and hear some quotes. Fuck you, Fight Club. <laughs> All right. Yeah, here it is. So we were talking about you're something. Because you're talking about what? You're talking, talking about... about- uh, we were talking about uh, you. You were prefacing this with something. I was, yeah, because we, you and I, had talked about right how much work how much Mamet had put into Mamet this. maybe right. puts into his Hollywood scripts. Right. Quote: Being a writer in Hollywood is like going to Hitler with a great idea for a bar mitzvah. End quote. <laughs> Let me guess. Who said that? Now, <laughs> you. I'm telling you, it's a Mamet quote. Oh, oh, okay. I told Got you it. right okay. off the bat. I'll say I'll say a couple of things about it real quick. Go ahead. Uh, there there are things like that peppered throughout his essays and his speeches that I've seen live, and the and the sort of the contempt that he has for Hollywood, being right. a writer specifically in Hollywood, the contempt for how the thing that the the story creator is treated, kind of like a peripheral aggravation in Hollywood. I think really sort of. Uh, uh, focused his attitude towards writing for the movies and i think he would do the bare minimum that he could to get to it but still make that million dollar cash prize baby (laughs) well i you know it's what he's really pointing out is the difference between the theater and hollywood right so in the theater but the playwright is king the reference point yes the playwright his word is bond no you don't change that yes you don't cut that that is it he wrote it and we honor that and that's what we're going with yes in the, the movies, the it's completely different. The sense in a rehearsal when the playwright is there versus when it when he's not, it's a fucking it's such a stark difference. Like you could hear a pin drop. Everybody wants to hear what the writer has to say about what they're doing, and everybody wants to get their lines exactly right. Even more than stuff. what they want to hear about the director they've been working with for a month, they care more about the guy who showed up yesterday and came to rehearsal for the two days that he was in town. He or she was in town. The, the writer is the king in the theater. The, right. the play is the thing. The writer created the thing. That's all there is to it. Right. And we are, we are all, all the theater artists <coughs> who work on a show are, are indebted to bring the words of that playwright to life it, yes. as best they can. In support of the play. In, in support of the play, exactly. <coughs> in, in Hollywood, however, no. what you get on film is what matters. Right. It doesn't matter what's doesn't on the matter. paper. No, it's it's what you get doesn't. in the can No, exactly. that's the key. Yeah, what can you shoot? Exactly. What so the director, in Hollywood, the director is the king, king. And that's the way it works. That is the way it works. So I think part of that quote is colored by his, I, yeah, yeah. obviously by his history of his being theater a theater history. guy yeah, and yeah. then coming, and that's yeah. probably why he directed you know, a lot of his own films. Yes. And as we know, we've talked about this before, that Mamet's directorial style is, we would say, a little stiff, maybe, or uh, yeah. something. Stilted? Stilted, maybe, yeah. is a good way to yeah. describe it. It's different. Yeah. You know, he, he, has, different. he has a vision. And I very much enjoy it. I do, too. Uh, but, I, but I know that I'm in the vast minority on some of those, and... I couldn't. I wouldn't want every movie to be like that. No, for and sure. and they have such a different feel. When you watch The Spanish Prisoner or you watch Heist, yeah, it has such a different feel from a movie like like even The Edge or right. uh, uh, The Verdict. You know what I mean? Or, or, or Glenn Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. They were was directed by someone else. A little else. expressive behavior in their acting. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
uh, and it's a it's a very different experience. Yeah. So they're not all quote. Rebecca Cliftov. They they can't all handle it with such. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's you know, a plum she's and brilliantly stilted. She's oh man, the, the most genius of all stilted actors. Yeah, there ever was. Yeah, she's, she's great, great at it. She's great at like doing nothing, which is really hard to do as an actor. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. She's really good. She's at it. great at. And it. That's why he loves her. No, yeah. You know what I mean, because that's the what, the dialogue comes her. through. I also love her. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a ringing endorsement to the script, and yet you still. You still sort of empathize with her emotionally. You still feel a, a connection to her character. Right. She does. She brings a character to it without doing much. Like especially doing in the much, Spanish yeah. Prisoner, I feel yeah. like she she brings State and Maine too. I State and Maine, yeah. yes, absolutely. Yeah. And in and in Heist, you know, which uh, yeah, was a totally in, I different guess in role. All of the things that she, she brings. Said. She brings the attitude to the character without like. Yeah. Coloring the dialogue yeah, in a yeah, way, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like she can deliver the dialogue just, ee, it's like just subdued sass. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little it's, sass in there, but yeah, it, but it's not overwhelming. But it's not overt in any yeah, way. Exactly. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's really cool. I love everything about her. So I had one question for you about uh, now that we're in about to leave Blake, and I we're love talking about to this. Feel the questions, <laughs> and we're talking about Alec Baldwin and questions. his role in this. So let's say yeah. they were making this movie, and Alec Baldwin felt felt like he was entitled to a role in the film like but I'm there was no blake role in it if you could cast him in this movie in one of the other parts closing my eyes what part would you would you cast him myself in and why i'm putting myself there well from what i understand they <laughs> the 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 producers suggested most italian american actors <laughs> Uh, to play the Roma part, so there was. I think De Niro was floated. Uh-huh. There was a, apparently going to be some sort of scheduling issue with Pacino, but they finally worked that out. But I think Roma is the clear choice for Alec Baldwin to play. If I had to give him a role, but I wouldn't supplant anyone else for him. Right. Nor would I supplant. The Blake character, I would never, I wouldn't want any of those other actors to play the Blake character. I think it's perfect the way it is, obviously. But if I had to put him in something, yeah, was is Pacino already on board, or can I use that slot? You can use that slot. Then it would have to be Roma. Okay. Yeah. See, I'd keep the rest of the cast, and I'd make him Moss, <laughs> even though I don't want to lose Ed Harris. Oh, Moss. But I think he would be a heck of a Moss. No, he'd be a good Moss. Uh, be because, a good Roma too, though. Yeah, he'd be a great be a Roma, Roma too. Um, but I could see him as Moss also. I think it would be a very different Moss. And what I love about Ed Harris is he brings that sort of like working man, yes. you know, just vibe yeah. no, to the I whole think, thing. I think we lose a richness to the tapestry of Absolutely. the salesman. Absolutely. Without Ed Harris. That sort of, that, I mean, that gruff, like, I, fuck you, fuck a lot of you, fuck you all. Yeah. He, no one does that better than him. No, and he's so, like I said, he's so like. But it's a good normal choice. guy. It's he's a just good like, choice. He, Ed Harris in this seems just like a normal guy. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like, yeah, he doesn't come off as you know big movie star guy no, God, or no. anything. He just no. comes off as like a a slimy but normal guy. <laughs> you know slimy. what I mean? Slimy normal guy. He's a slimy. Yeah. No, he he's is. A little slimy. He is. He's got a little slime to him. He's perfect. Yeah, we love him. Fucking mic technique. Go ahead, criticize. <laughs> I'm not saying you anything. Get it out of the way now. No, I didn't you say want to a word. Save it for housekeeping. I'll save it. All right. <laughs> no, I know you didn't say anything. Your eyes. Your eyes do all your. <laughs> Did I chastise you with my yes! eyes again? <laughs> yes. You know you're so judgy. 
I am so high horsey and me. (laughs) I would never. Let me just say right now, here Ah. now, forever. I would never ever do anything like that. No, no, you're pristine. (laughs) Beyond reproach. Who are you? And who are you, Bishop Sheen? Sheen. (laughs) Are you friend to the working man? (laughs) So I do want to say here now that we've come to the end of the Blake thing, you know, for many many years, thankfully, mercifully, yeah, for many years, I I always thought that. Alec Baldwin was like the 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 weak link in this chain. Can you hear me nodding? I, I see you nodding. It's, I'm afraid you're going to hurt yourself. Yeah, no, I'm nodding emphatically. <laughs> That's an emphatic nod. That I always thought he was kind of the weak link, but now that now I've come around to the other side and I see his performance and I appreciate it for what it is and I think he he does a great job and uh, I, I would like to compliment him. You're just him staving right now. off my reprimand with banter at this point. Yes. Here's the thing. Yes. You hate anything that's fresh and new and young and hip. And that's what Alec Baldwin was here. That's not your jam. You, that's not that's not what you like. Uh, Don't off me. I'm trying to think if that's true or not. Well, I I, I mean, in, I guess we could wait. I'm an innovation. I love newness and freshness. I I thrive on it, frankly. So, that cannot be true. <laughs> I've known you for quite some time. And I, I've never known you to be on the cutting edge of anything. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I have. If anything, you seem like a classic. I like, have a, I, like I a do. vintage. I have a cutting classic. edge motorcycle. Oh. I have a, a okay. automatic Not, transmission. So motorcycle. you were able to buy some things with your ill-gotten gains. Not what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm talking about preferences. I'm talking about, you know. Okay. Do you have these sort of, uh, you have aesthetic choices that you make? Yes. Very classically, (laughs) classically male who's given up (laughs) aesthetic to you. Very t-shirt and jeans guy. Very t-shirt and jeans guy. Yeah. You're a simple man, (laughs) but you're classic. You're vintage. Okay. You have an old school soul. That's true. I mean, I do sometimes feel like I was born in the wrong decade. Yeah, you like like classic comedy. You like classic storytelling. Old movies, the whole thing. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So anything. So now that that now that Alec Baldwin's portrayal is a vintage portrayal, now that it's classic, now that it's stood the test of time and has been proven time and again that people like it and it's good. Now you're okay with it. <laughs> the fact that people like it has nothing to no, do with my being okay that's true. with you it. Don't, you don't usually, but as long as it's stood up for a while, if it's a, cl- and it is a classic. But, you know, I didn't give up on him. You know, I, well, I let him true. have a chance. That's true. And he worked his way back into my heart. You to be commended for that. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's uh, you know, I, I but, but I commend him on his work. Those of us that loved it initially. Yes. Uh, you know, we're, I'm personally am resisting the nanny nanny neener <laughs> approach, but I do want to say like how I don't know how I missed it. Do you remember what it was that you didn't like about it? Is it simply what I'm saying? Because I'm glad you've come around, as I'm sure you know all fans are. They want you in the camp. Yes, where the Blake character is still really fun, <laughs> right? It's yeah. still really fun. Yeah. What didn't you like about it? That it wasn't in the play. I bet that factored in heavily. Maybe really? Am I, I wrong know. about that? I felt sure about that one. No, I don't think that's true because I think I think I actually came to the movie before I came to the play. You so. weren't a purist about that. Then. No, hmm. so I think it would be the other way around. You you have the stench of purist. Is that what that you is? Stink like like purist. <laughs> well, I wear purist number five. <laughs> Just a that's, little. That's not a bad cologne. A dab behind the ears, right? You know, purist. it's nice. Purist. <laughs> New from Calvin Klein. That's right. <laughs> 
purest. Purest. That is good. To you is gold, but you don't get it. <laughs> because spraying it on you, to spray it on you would be just throwing it away. Do you know how many people would want to wear that? <laughs> yeah. If we just trashed everyone for for it being wasted on them? They'd be like, nah! I do want I that want sprayed purist. on me. I want purist. I need to spray that I on me. I deserve purist. <laughs> no one's purer I than me. Let's do it. Yes, let's do it. I think we should. Purist. And meanwhile, in the background of that commercial would just be shots of like naked men and women, like, you know, <laughs> writhing around. It just you, So just in piles. So you can't really tell well, where the men end and the women begin. You know yeah. what I mean? No, that's my perfect world. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to know where the men end or where the women begin. <laughs> I'm fine with that. Just don't tell me. I'm, I'm Once you start telling me where one ends and the other begins, I'm like, I don't, I don't like your boundaries, and it's, I don't, I don't care for it. It's a spectrum. It, yes, I guess. Um, yeah, please. So why? Wh- what was it about the performance that made me not love it from the get-go? Was yeah, your question? I think. Yeah, it was my question, but I've already answered it. <laughs> Whatever bullshit you're gonna lay on me right now, I mean, it's fine if you want to go ahead and fill some time with it. But I think we know it's because it was. Fresh and new and fun. I don't think that was why at all. <laughs> I can't remember exactly why. but And it wasn't in the play. I really do believe, if you're being honest. But I didn't know the play before I saw really? the, the movie. So okay. I don't think that had any bearing on okay. it. Okay, okay. I think it was. I think it was because, and I don't know why this didn't apply to Kevin Spacey, but maybe because he's got more screen time and, and I was able to see uh, you know the performance over a longer period of time um i just felt like it wasn't like this role maybe it was kind of like this he's perfect for the part right yes so to me you're the, goddamn right i am <laughs> so to me it was like well he's perfect for the part of course he's gonna be okay you know what i mean so I've, i didn't feel like he was doing anything exceptional because he was just yes. doing what he normally does. Okay. There you go. I think that's my answer. We did say, and I and, and to to emphasize your point or your defense, we did say that he you get Alec Baldwin when you hire Alec Baldwin. Right. There's a thing you get. Right. And maybe you didn't like that thing or that it wasn't that he didn't really have the range. Right. Yeah. Been, yeah, that I was I he felt, couldn't have been anything else. Right. Exactly. Right. That I felt I was getting more Alec Baldwin than I was getting Blake. It's Let's funny. Put it that way. You think about all these all these other guys and they could have been anything else. They have the range to do like cuz you know, uh, uh, uh Pacino played Shelley right. uh recently, later in life. Later yep. in life. Yep. Has the range, could have always done it. But I think you're right. I think Baldwin maybe works in two or three of these roles, maybe, right? Because you get you get Baldwin exactly. Yeah, I think that might have been part that of it was that his said, off-screen persona came into it more than well, I'll, Pacino's off-screen persona comes into it too. But you know, sure. I enjoy that already. But I, I will take and will always feel this way. I will take fifty percent of Alec Baldwin over a hundred percent of most other people. Okay, I love Baldwin. I loved him in Malice. Do you remember that Malice? Yeah, that was one of his first. I fucking big parts, I right? went to see that in the theater like three times because of his performance. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And what, Kidman's so, no slouch, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, that I, whole like you ask you ask me if I have a God complex. I am God. I am God. Right, right. Yeah. That really hooked me, and I wanted to write things like that and and be in things like that, and that was real. That that yeah, it really got me going. So I've always liked Baldwin. I've always been a big fan of Baldwin. 
And when he was in this, I was over the moon about it. And you know what? I, the other thing that I think probably bothered me was the whole Baldwin family connection. <laughs> because because I think the problem Guilt is... by association yeah, with Billy his brothers, Baldwin. Well, all, of the, all the other brothers kind of bring him down. Yeah, right? yeah, I mean, yeah. like, you look at the... You, you, Stephen, Danny, Billy, Alec... And I think there's a fifth one, but whoever I, don't, yeah, I, don't I mean, like none of the other ones are Alec Baldwin, right? No. So that's what I'm saying. No, it's they're like, Alec, and then and the then rest of a them. Huge drop right, off. Yeah, yeah. There's Jermaine and who <laughs> you know, and Marlin or whoever. Tito is the Tito. Is the, yeah, is exactly. the comic name you're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> How about I pulled Marlin though? Marlin is not good, bad. Right? <laughs> no, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. But, but Tito is obviously the punchline. Yeah, yeah, but you see what I'm saying though is I do. that is that you know he he jumps out at you and because the other ones were such. I don't want to say they're terrible, but they're not great actors. I love them. That they that like you said, guilty by association. I didn't I didn't expect much out of him, and I felt like that's all I got. But now looking back, now looking back, I think I think a lot of what he does in this is on purpose. Whereas I thought it was just him. It was just him being him, being a movie star. Yes, exactly. I get that. I totally get that. But it's it's so good. I mean, uh, and I'm glad you've come around. It's so good. Do you like him in anything else? Oh, the Edge! I Were love the Edge. Were you a Thirty edge. Rock fan at all? No. Did you ever no. explore him in that? I, you know, he's a phenomenal comedic actor. He, he is good. He yeah. really is. Well, in the right again, in the right role because he has to yeah. be sort of like in the one that the walks the line. Yeah, the yes. most Baldwin-y role he yeah. can find. You it's, know? Yeah. Yes, it's this character. Yeah. essentially. Yeah, and in State and Maine, he plays a Baldwin-y, you know, the movie <laughs> star character, and he's great in that. I love him in totally. that. Totally, you know? I love him in the Edge. Yeah. you know, I, you can so. see him being like, "Hey, Liz Lemon." Set of steak knives, right? Like it's the same kind of fucking vibe. It's right. a hard ass, suited, money grubbing, greedy white guy. It's just the bent is a little more funny in that. Exactly, yeah. and he can pull it off. Yeah, and he's so handsome. I see him. Do you? I'm looking at him right now. I don't think you see him the same way I do. No, I don't think I do either. But I'm looking at him. The cleft chin, <laughs> the pouty lips, the hair. Yeah, the hair. He's a handsome man. Yeah. And I don't mind saying it. Well, that, there you go. It's a <laughs> spectrum. But I will say I'm happy to be moving on. Yes, me too. Happy to be done. Yeah, we'll have play. some, you know, and now what? We're going to get some beautiful, beautiful rolling Roma. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get. Not only that, but like now the story really kicks into gear. It kicks into high gear. Yeah. Yeah. He's just so, continuing the, the degradation and the desperation. Yeah, this was just the setup. And now we see a build begin to right. percolate. This was like the setup. This was sort of a lot of background yeah. about, you know, this is, it, it is really a lot of exposition that he's delivering. For here sure. About how they're going to get sure. fired yeah. if they don't You're, sell yes, and here are how the they do their jobs. Here are the stakes. Exactly. You he's said laying, that yeah, in he's, episode. He's raising the stakes. Here are the exactly. stakes and the steak knives. And the steak That's knives. That's what we said. <laughs> But um, he, and he did, and he's done doing that, and, he, and it's perfectly done. Yeah. It's, a, it's incredibly done. If you didn't watch it a minute at a time, you would be so over the moon about it. But a minute at a time, you're like, all right, enough. <laughs> I get it. I get it. So we didn't cover the very end of this. I'm no fucking good. When he goes over back to, to, to Moss and picks up his watch, which he left on Moss's desk a couple minutes ago. And to answer your question, pal. That moment? That moment. Yeah. Talk about it. Well, the one thing about it that I noticed was uh, the the last couple of lines have an incredible alliteration to them. He says words that begin with the letter F. Yes. There's like 12 of them almost in a row. Why why am I here? Uh, I, I'm here as a favor. 
and I to Mitch and Murray, and I said the real favor, fire your fucking fire ass. Fire your it's fucking like, ass. Like yeah, six, yeah. six different words, and there's more than that. I'm not doing it right. No, no, but that's. But it. he says words that begin with the letter F over and over and over at the very end of uh-huh. that. F words. Yeah, F words. <laughs> He's dropping F bombs all yeah. over Moss's desk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I love that. I love the alliteration and the just the the music and the rhythm of those last couple of lines. Yeah, poetry. Yeah, it's poetry. Great. It's music. It's beautiful. Yeah. He's great, and he does come over. And he's sort of like, uh, I know I left my watch here. Right, right, right. He doesn't. He doesn't say it anything on, about I did it. it but on purpose. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Because yeah. I knew I wanted to end with you too. <laughs> right, right. I knew I was gonna wrap it up in your fucking face. <laughs> so I left my super expensive watch on your desk, so that I could come back over and make you watch me put it on. <laughs> yes, and he does. He's all power play. He's yeah. a silverback gorilla, like you said. He's yep. all. He's all about power play all the time. But I'm I'm done. You're done? I'm happy to be done. You're done to be done with him. I'm happy to be done. Yeah, Yeah. I want the sales pitch. I want Moss trying to get Arano to break into the joint. (laughs) I want the whole I want the rest of it. Yeah, I need some Shelly. I'm ready for some I'm I'm ready to feel sorry for Shelly again for a little while. You do love that's your favorite thing about this, isn't it? I I guess. Is that your Shelly, come on. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean I love Shelly. I know you do. Yeah. I feel for him. What what do you think there's something to that? Or that that's just what we're all supposed to feel about him. Yeah, I think it's designed that way. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I agree. Me too. Well, there you go. You mm. got anything else to say? No, I guess I'm good. All right. Well, that was fun. We we did it. We did the Blake thing. I Yay. Hate. Yay. <laughs> we got Blake. We did. And I'm appropriately beat. Yeah. Worn the fuck out. <laughs> Rode hard and put up wet, as they say. Did we tell them about like subscribing and all that stuff yet? No. So subscribe I, to us. I can't remember. On podcasting places like iTunes and stuff. We're all there. And hit us up on Twitter at GGGGR. Wait, GGGR Minute. And nope. also on Instagram at GGGR Minute. R-R-R-R. GGGR Minute. G-G-G-R G-R Minute. How many yeah, G's did one. I do? Yeah, yeah. No, I think you did it right. Yeah. I think I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to. I was to. just funning. Good. And we're on Facebook. We yeah, have a do page. all that stuff. I don't know how you get there, but you look it up on Facebook, the Glengarry Glen Ross Minutes. You'll find it. That's us. It's on Facebook. You know where that is on Facebook. Yeah. And, and um, review us. Yeah, reviews would be sweet. We'd yeah. love that. Or, you know, tweet tweet to us or talk to us or whatever. We'd love to hear yeah, from you. We yeah. have an email address too, gggrminute at, at gmail.com. Gmail, yeah. Tell us what we're doing wrong. Yeah, that's right. I mean, don't use up all the time that it would take to tell us what we're doing wrong because <laughs> you have lives too, but, you know. A hint of yeah, that would what, be what, good. what else would you like? Yeah, exactly. That would be great. All right. Well, until next time when we get on with the rest of the story. Yeah. We'll see you soon. Bye.